And so I think she assumed and she never asked me about a pre-approval letter until I was like, she'd shown me like 10 houses and I was like, oh my God, I love this house. And she was like, okay, we'll just get your pre-approval letter and I'll start writing up the offer. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like I didn't know and I couldn't afford it. And like I hadn't had that conversation with my dad. I hadn't even asked him if he was like down to like partner on something. I didn't even know what that would mean. So yeah, her assuming. And then she never followed up with me. I think she just like, I just, we just ghosted each other. And I was like, this was such a waste of both of our times. Uh, Oh my God. I know. I I got my realtor from my cousin who was a realtor. Welcome to the Open House Podcast where women talk real estate. I'm Christina Moderis. And I'm Steph Douglas. Hi. Hi. Um, You sound really good. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> I I'm, I'm glad. I'm I, I feel actually no. I can't every time we do this podcast be like the setup <laughs> for me was really hard. I know, I know, I know. This no, needs to change. <laughs> we're there. We're there. Um okay, well mm-hmm. what's happening? Eric left yesterday? Yes. Okay, so Eric, yeah, my uh boyfriend Eric left. He's super handy and he uh, so my sister just bought a house in LA and her mortgage is crazy. So he drove to LA yesterday with our friend Matt and they're going to build a tiny house in her backyard. <laughs> It's so exciting and terrifying and all, all of the above. <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, oh my gosh, I should go there actually and would record stuff and it would be really cool. And then, I mean, I have to be here because, I mean, work, but also we're, we're going to Japan for two weeks. And I was like, I need to be here and get my shit together. So also, it sounds like it's going to be craziness <laughs> with uh, all the stuff, like building a tiny house in three weeks. I don't think yeah. that's... We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see how that goes. And I was like, he's really excited to see how it goes as well. He like got all the supplies and like sent her a quote, like a real contractor. So I was like, we can always do this for ourselves as well in the future. Honestly, I mean, there's such a market for it here in Austin for tiny houses and for creating new spaces instead of you know, mm-hmm. taking up other spaces with Airbnb, you can create something new and then Airbnb it or long-term it because they're, they're likely to have little kitchens, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think like after our conversation the other day with <laughs> Airbnbs, we're like, this is like an issue. I feel yeah. I, you can, you can touch on that if you want or not, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> I've been, I've been completely hands-off for the past couple years and when I say hands-off like I don't even go in there and I don't you know and one of them is in my backyard and one is around the corner so basically we were experiencing some lower prices and like lower income overall and so me and Alan were like how can we fix this it was kind of painful to have a manager do it and feel like it wasn't being done yeah for your airbnbs right like right, you're right. paying 30 percent plus like sometimes plus, it's more because cleaning and like and mm-hmm. like rightfully so like this is a, a job that takes up a lot of time and you know but it's really painful to pay that much and still not feel like it's exactly what you want it to be and or yeah. exactly like you no one's going to take care of your place as well as you will um mm-hmm. so we were like okay what lever can we pull here so we could have you know the options are to go long term which is definitely an option and that's something that we are not taking off the table. Um, but first we decided to take over management. <laughs> and when did you do that? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I cleaned it yesterday. That was the first okay. time I cleaned. Uh, I cleaned my Airbnb yesterday too. Yes. Look at us. We're like getting dirty. We're but yeah, seriously. I feel, I felt like <laughs> this is so lame, but I felt like such pride after I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Cause I think in my mind, I'm like, I'm bad at cleaning. I'm like, you know, I, I don't, someone else is going to do it better than me. Mm-hmm. And I think I did a good job. And I was like, I don't know. It's like fun to get your hands yeah. dirty. It, it is. And no, uh, I think you are going to do it better than yeah. most majority cleaners. At least that's what I've found. Um, luckily, have recently found a really good cleaner in our Florida house. So I'm like hoping, yes. hoping that this is good. Um, but it's Sometimes, like, we had someone clean our Airbnb the other day, and I, like, was home. I just couldn't clean it that day. So we do we have a sneaky duplex at our house. Um, so usually Eric or I will clean it. But this time I had a lot of meetings. I couldn't do it. So we, And I, like, went in there after, and it was just, like, there was pee on the seat, and, like, there was hairs on the floor. And I was like, no one wants to come in here and see a hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. Gotta be, yeah. Hairs are the biggest deal, and I think, I mean, that's the biggest pain point. The biggest pain point is like if you can't do it, because doing it, I mean, we have two two units that we took over, and it's gonna be like sixteen to eighteen hours a month extra. Like I can yeah. suck it up and do that, but the biggest problem is when I'm out of town or if I have a meeting or if I, you know, and mm-hmm. so that is that's when you need to pull some someone else in. But I do think that. They're just trying to like turn and burn and go quickly and get onto the next one so they can earn as much money yeah. as they can, which, you know, it's, it's just hard. <laughs> it make it, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I think from a, from a business <laughs> owner perspective, like yes. you want, so we always talk about that with our businesses. Like how do we make our clients feel so appreciative and like they want to come back to us. And I just am like, it's in your best interest. <laughs> to make the cleaning so well, like spend so much time like trying to find good cleaners or like, yeah, as a business owner. But anyway, yeah. I that's okay. I don't I don't have that business. I know it's really hard because I do manage just one. Well, now yeah. I guess two properties and I'm like, oh, you know, people, yeah. people I are know. demanding we have sometimes. Different, d- definitely. And we have a different business, of course, but we also have a different business philosophy really because we really want to make it a good experience we want to make people feel like they got the best service ever and that they like walked away with a steal and like it's just hard to feel that way in cleaning but um but for airbnb like if i i always and i think we always tell people this is even our agents will tell people this self-manage for a little while just to see and just like like see the ins and outs and like what it is and if it's too much if it's too annoying like go to your plan b hire a manager Mm -hmm. go long term it's like it's all about, it's so personal because some people, this would be totally fine for them. They work from home. They can lock it for a night and do it in the evening. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. And the expectations of like what a manager does for short term is you really need to know that because I used to live in like a three bedroom, one bath house and recently bought another house and had lived in the previous house for like five years. So I knew all the kinks and, you know, it's an older house. And when I hired someone, a short term manager, my expectation was I'm paying you 30% to not have to like deal with this. Like, yeah. even though I live down the street, it's just in, that's not my priority right now is to be a manager, like in for my Airbnb. Like I want to show up for my company and like for my partner, for my friends, like I don't, I, I don't have time to do that right now. And 
it's been going pretty poorly in my opinion. Um, my house is not being taken care of. Like the backyard is like like we had a little side yard and there's like weeds everywhere. And like, you know, they messaged me like, hey, do you want to get a lawn person? And I was like, you get the lawn person. Like <laughs> you get the lawn person. Like, yes, get a lawn person. Like if you see something's poor, like looking bad, then do it. Yeah. Like that was my expectation is like if I was – because they use Slack. So if I was like, you know, message – like if they messaged me and I didn't respond in a day, like this is a quick business. You got to like make some moves. So even, they would text me and be like, hey, can I just do this for you? And yeah. I'd be like, yes. So it's it's – yeah, it, it, my expectation was I don't have to worry, but I've actually had to spend a lot of time with yeah. this property. So it's yeah, I mean, it's all about systems, right? It's like if you can get the system down on your own and have the yard person come every two weeks, like let's mm-hmm. just let's just make that a, a regular thing and expense. And you would think you like property, like let's go. They, they it's all about mm-hmm. business. Is all about systems, and so it's hard to see when it's like no, let's just. That's what property management is, is managing the property and making sure that everything's working and everything looks good, especially for Airbnb. If you are, you know, having people come there, they need to have a nice lawn and they need it to look good or else they're not going to feel like they got a good deal. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, and anyway, I don't want to like complain too much. It's just, it, it is like interesting that how, how I have seen property management for short term go yeah. and i it makes me um think that if i ever do short term short term rentals in the future i need to think about managing it myself um yeah. or do long term so yeah yeah it's it's good to it's good to think about all these things and to know and mm-hmm. and really when you think about it short term management is a new business it's like mm-hmm. airbnb in the past 10 years popped up and then people were like, okay, this is cool, but I don't want to manage it. And so I'm going to hire someone. And so it's like, they're kind of, they're trying to figure it, figure it out. And the companies, both the companies that we've worked with are new also. And so like, yeah. when you think about our own business and like the first couple of months of the first year or so we were like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So compassion, but also yeah, <laughs> maybe consider it, doing it yourself. <laughs> right. And actually, if you're someone who is like, I want to start a new business and you're really good at systems and... I don't know. This would be something to study because if you can start a really good short-term rental company, like I would start so slow, like super slow, like work out the kinks, like find really good cleaners, um, only take on properties that you know that like you can manage well, then I don't, I don't know. That sounds, it's a lot of work, but like, no, I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's hard for us to like recommend companies without like having a caveat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a, it's a messy business, but, but yeah, so that's exciting for me. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it, which is kind of cool. And I feel like this isn't a long-term solution, but I do think that it's good for me to, to figure this out. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And we've also been hosting weekly movie nights, which has been like such a fun, like, kind of nerdy and structured thing, but I really love it. Yeah. It's been so much fun. So like I, every month there's like a theme, right? Yes. Alan's doing it. Yes. My my partner <laughs> is is really into movies. And so we were last year when we were kind of setting goals for this year was like 
how do you want to make this a priority? Like, how do you want to make this something that you can share with your friends and who you can like share your knowledge and share your passion? And so Mm -hmm. he did this kind of framework of basically there's a theme every month. And so the first theme of January was killer robots. And so we went to watch (laughs) Megan in theaters with everybody. And then the, the remaining three weeks, we watched other um killer robot themed movies from different decades and so he has these all these rules for himself that nobody else really knows or like cares but he's like very like okay this is from the 90s this one's from the 80s and this is from the aughts and like it's very sweet so and and there's been like christina you you guys have come every single time i think eric's gone every single time i have missed like only one but it's been so fun and I feel like I I feel like we're talking about friends in every episode now, but <laughs> I I I like I like that like doing something weekly with a friend group. It just is like really nice, and it like I have a standing dinner with some friends. We do pickleball on Fridays. It's like nice to just be able to see your friends multiple times a week because you know it's in a set schedule. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yes. Yeah, and and it's in like enriching things. It's like culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's hard. It's funny to think about like Jerry Maguire being like our culture. <laughs> I've never but- seen that movie. It was so good. <laughs> so good. I loved it. I know. But that was the romance theme for February. And we're starting LA Noir in March. So mm-hmm. tonight is our, are you coming? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is our new theme for March. And I don't really know. I'm. This is going to be kind of a new one for me. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly had to be like, Alan, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? And yeah. um, I guess we were talking about uh, what is that Roger Rabbit movie? I yes, think that's, that's like not really. I think that's like an extreme. Or, I don't know, it's like a noir it, satire. Right? Yes, yes, is, yes, yes. Cool. I really yeah. hope we watch that one. I know. Um, me too. But but yeah, so that's that yeah, structure, and it's just and yeah, pickleball on on Fridays. That's good for everything. It's like good for your body. It's good for your mind. So mm-hmm. it's been really nice, and like it's kind of an example of us building the life that we always wanted with our schedule freedom, and with like we we don't have to we don't have to say no to things because of work right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's funny because you know that podcast I told you to listen to. He was talking in there, and he was like. Well, now, like, I have all this free time because I've set up my life in this way, but like, it's kind of lonely sometimes because, like, other people haven't done that in my friend group. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I haven't really, I used to feel that way sometimes, like, just working as a realtor because I'd be like, Wednesday's my day off and I have to work Saturday or something. But now, um, yeah, I was just thinking about that with like time and stuff. I was like, huh. Yeah. 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 We've kind of set it up and we have a pretty good group of people who also have pretty good schedule freedom. Like yesterday, Mm -hmm. I like – I picked up Allegra at 115 and we went and got our nails done. That's and really like, nice. We were both talking like it's so it's so we just feel never never take it for granted. Like it's always yes. it's it's always I'm always feeling grateful for it and I think we also are doing this so that we can help other people figure out what they want. And so mm-hmm. it's like maybe it's through real estate, maybe it's through something else. Like Allegra's she's a business owner. And so mm-hmm. not everyone has to be that or whatever, but I think figuring out like what brings you joy and this is what brings us joy. Exactly. Should we? Uh, what are we talking about today? Yes, let's dive in. <laughs> Speaking of our days as realtors, um, uh, yes, <laughs> we we are talking about what if whether your realtor is doing what they need to be doing, and whether or not you should break up with them. <laughs> yes, um, I think this is a good conversation for us to have because I have heard lots of people come through like our community meetups or like our workshops and they're like, I've been working with my realtor for so long now and I just like, it's not working out, but I feel so bad that I can't 
like I don't know what to do. And so I feel like that's come up a few times and we were like, let's address this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. and so many people are like, I wish I I wish I found you before I bought my house. So like we hear that so often. Um and then they're like, we're gonna buy we're gonna, you know, buy our second house with you guys. And that is great, but it's also like it's important to communicate that with the person that you maybe not afterwards, but like during for sure. And so it's what like what should you do is like the final piece, I guess. But how would how do you know? You know, like what do you right. think? What do you think are like the big red flags? Well, let's jump into like our first experiences with realtors, oh, yeah. right? Because like I feel like that's a good place of like figuring out how we what the red flags were there, right? Like, do you remember that actually? Yeah. Or, you do? Who? Yeah. Were, so I worked with two realtors before I became a realtor. So I bought two okay. houses before I got my license, and and really like it was not a it was not a bad experience actually. I had I had pretty good experiences both okay. times, but I hadn't. You didn't know what you didn't know. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it was fine during. However, I like I was just signing. I was signing everything. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. There was no education. There was no resources. Did I read an article? No. Did I listen to a podcast? No. Like I, I had no idea. I just I bought two houses like that. Yeah. And that is like. And it worked out for you, I guess. Like, because I will say, I think some people are okay with that in some, in a sense. Like, they're like, whatever. Like, I trust the system. But I think that it can come back to bite you in the butt later when you're like, wait, I didn't know about this. Like, what is this in the mail? What is that? Like, and it can cause unnecessary stress later. Um, And if that's how you roll, like, fine. Um, But there are like a few things you should know, right? And it doesn't need to be like, a huge book on like reading through like we do have a little book that you could read about the whole process <laughs> and everything but you don't need to do that you just need to know some key things right yeah and you need to have someone yeah it's like a, it's a sliding scale of how much research you want to do based on your personality and like obviously exactly. i'm pretty quick i make decisions quickly but i do think like i learned about real estate right after i bought my second house and i was like oh my god and so that's why I know things and that's, you know, because I got into it right after. But who knows what it would have happened for me if I hadn't have done that. And so I think right. I think it's, yeah, sliding scale. You can definitely hire someone who you trust and who's going to make this an educational experience for you in the moment if you don't want to, you know, read everything and listen to podcasts and stuff. But you have to have the right person in that case. Yeah, that's fair. So it sounds like for you – they were like, okay, they were mediocre. They just like didn't explain anything to you really. <laughs> yeah, there's no okay. explanation. And you I mean, didn't ask, but you also didn't know what to ask because yeah. you were just like, oh. Oh, okay. yeah. And I think that when you're in it too, like when you're at a realtor, you 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 know all of this, all of this stuff. It's common knowledge for you. And it's mm-hmm. hard to put yourself in the position of someone who doesn't know things. And so I think they just assumed that I kind of knew things, which yes. is kind of wild because I was 24. <laughs> But that's such a good point. It's like assumptions. When a realtor will assume things, I mean, that's that that's what happened to me is like I think my realtor like I went on Zillow, I found a house. I was I was living with like five people and I my dad had always been like buy a house like even when I was in college and like he did it in a way where it like it almost felt a little pushy to me where, you know, when some when your parents like do this, you're like, yeah, at least for me, I was yeah. like, stop. No. Yeah. And then I think I I kind of stumbled upon that on my own where I was like living with five people. And of course, he was probably like, duh, you should do this. But I was like, oh, yeah, five people. I love these. Like, 
and then we had to rent out a room in our back like our back studio because we our energy bill was like 500 a month and we couldn't afford that so and then it clicked i was like oh i should what if i bought the house and people paid me to live in here like you know so i went on zillow found a house and i clicked on the house and was like talk to a realtor clicked the button a realtor called me i just started working with that person i was like okay yeah. i guess this is my person and she was really nice like she did take her time with me but like I didn't need nice. I think I needed like – I mean, it, I didn't need mean, but I needed a little bit more structure and someone else who was an adult being like – not just my dad, but like someone else who was an adult, even though – I mean, whatever. <laughs> I was like 22, but, you know, like someone who knew their shit and to to guide me. And she just – I think she assumed that I was just – my dad was going to buy me the house mm-hmm. because I would, I would like – he was my only point of reference. And I, I would say, well, my dad said this and she would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think she assumed and she never asked me about a pre-approval letter until I was like – she'd shown me like 10 houses and I was like, oh my god, I love this house. And she was like, okay, we'll just get your pre-approval letter and I'll start writing up the offer. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like I didn't know and I couldn't afford it. And like I hadn't had that conversation with my dad. I hadn't even asked him if he was like down to like partner on something. I didn't even know what that would mean. So yeah, her assuming – and then she never followed up with me. I think she just like – I just – we just ghosted each other and I was like, this was such a waste of both of our times. Uh, Oh my god, I know. I I got my – realtor from my cousin who was a realtor in Utah. And so I basically mm-hmm. was like, what do you, what, how do I do this? And she was like, I'll find you someone. And so that was nice. Um, yes. But you got yours on Zillow and Zillow is literally, people think, okay, so that button that's like, see this house right now, like schedule a showing. That <laughs> is nice. genius of them. The genius. Yeah. I, yes, I do want to see this right now. I yeah. want to schedule the showing. It's so easy. That is a random person. <laughs> it was paid it- for that. But so I- genius. So <laughs> genius that that, that you can do that. Like, it it's so enticing. Oh my god! But like literally, I'd still feel. I'm like, uh, oh no no. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> no no. I, I. But how did like so Zillow is a a website designed like the customer is realtors because realtors are paying Zillow for ads and for yeah. your information. So when you click on that button, it goes to them, and that's how yeah. they make money. So um, just know that going into it. Yes. There are different levels you can pay for it. We, we knew someone, I think we mentioned this maybe last time, but we knew someone that was paying like 20K a month just for all the leads. You know you know how mm-hmm. we, we have a community and that's how we meet people and we have referrals and that's how we get people into our community is mm-hmm. by other people saying that they did a good job. But a lot of realtors, they pay for leads from Zillow and that's who they are. They're just random people and they show up to meet you. They have nothing to do with the house that's on there. They're not the listing agent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is crazy. But I guess like what would be some of the expectations of your realtor? Like what what should you expect from them? Because yeah. I think that's a little unknown too, right? Like people don't so I think it's really hard to judge a realtor as well and be like, "Oh, they're the worst." Just because you don't really know exactly what they're supposed to do because right. and that also can be the issue of the realtor where one realtor is probably like doing the bare minimum, which is like, I show you homes and I write mm-hmm. the contract and then that's it. And then there's some realtors who are like, I will like help you move in and I'll paint your wall for you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, girl, like don't do that. Like that's crazy. Like yes. how that's not scalable. And then then the next client, and if you don't do that for the next client, they're going to be like, well, that realtor didn't paint my wall. It's like, 
Yeah. It's not their job. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a great that's a great question because I do think that has changed also in in the past, you know, 20 years with technology mm-hmm. is that all of the listings are very readily readily available to you at all times. And so right. so people will say like, "Well, I found the house that that I bought." It's like, "Yeah, of because course you, you know your taste and you saw it online at the same time that she saw it online or he saw it online or whatever." And that is not the job of a realtor at this point. It's not that what you see on the TV. It's like, well, these are my criteria and show me, you know, pick out three that to show me, you know, it's possible. And a lot of times we have our realtors be like, Ooh, this one might be good. Like suggest this one, or maybe this is outside the parameters of the auto email that we set up, but I still think you should look at this. Like that's still in the job. But I think that a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on like, Oh, well I found it. It's like, it's it's okay. That's not, it's expertise that they're lending. It's the walking through the house and like, there's a crack here. This is what this means. This was built in this year. This means we have lead paint. That's okay. You know, whatever it is. That's so true. And I would even say like, even before working with a realtor, you should kind of have an idea of what you're looking for. And in some, like we've had people call us up and say, well, you know, I'm trying to buy in, um, Virginia or Austin and I really don't know what to do and I I'm like I I can't really help you there like yeah. I don't I mean that's a huge conversation I think you kind of have to narrow down a city first before you like can start talking to a realtor that's when you kind of waste people's time a little bit and your yeah. own and like there's so much information online that you like first of all you should go visit those two cities right like you need to be like doing your own work And then when you're, I mean, if you're visiting a city and you want some guidance, I would definitely reach out to a realtor and say, hey, what are some streets I should be driving by? What should I learn here about the city to make, help me make my decision? You don't need to drag them in because they don't get paid. Actually, this is a good point that a lot of people don't know. As a buyer, you do not pay your realtor. So this is a free resource to you. I mean, don't take advantage of that because like a lot of people will just like waste realtors time, like by just spending hours and hours and hours with them and then never working with them, which again, we'll go into because if they are not a good realtor, yeah, you, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, they they can't tell you where to go and like legally cannot tell you what, you know, what, what is good for you, what is not good for you. You know, it's all yeah. about your values and you, and, and communicating that with your realtor will help them to be better. Like I, I remember Alan was working with people and they were like, we want to be no more than 25 minute bike ride from UT. We, you know, we had, they had these like amazing, very specific. And like, so every time they sent him a property, he would map it from a mm-hmm. bike and say, okay, this one is like a little outside. Is that okay? And then, mm-hmm. you know, like check in and keep them accountable to what they initially said. And so as a buyer, you can also help. But I think with, with, as far as like, is your realtor doing what they're supposed to be doing? It's like, they should be guiding you to that. Like they should be asking yes. you the right questions and not, and and really listening to you in that like helping you helping you craft that yourself because there's you've never learned the skill of course that's such a good point because if you have a realtor who if you send them properties that are like you you told them very specific things that you wanted and then all of a sudden you were like well I want this house like what about this house over here and then they were just like okay cool let's schedule it and then they walk you through it and you're like nah, no I don't like it because I don't like this neighborhood I it's too like it's too far from where I want to live or something then. Right that they kind of did the you a disservice and like 
yes, you you can keep yourself accountable too, but that is part of their job to say, to bring you back to reality. They're kind of a coach, a therapist. Yes. Let's bring you back. Okay, why do you think this house versus the houses that are closer to this area that you said you wanted? And you might have changed your mind. That's totally fine, but it's yes. it's that's what they're supposed to do. So don't get mad at someone if they're like, well, asking you questions. They shouldn't make you feel stupid or needy, but they should keep you accountable. Yes, right? yes, yes. I think those are those are the two very, very big distinctions. And so when we hear about realtors, usually the complaint is either, yeah, they made me feel like I was dumb or needy mm-hmm. or or like they didn't know – they didn't align with my values and like they yes. didn't know what like, – if you want to buy a house and then rent a room out, or if you want to buy a house and add an ADU, and you're using a realtor that's never done that, that is not. I mean, they're, they they aren't able to guide you how you right. need to be guided, right? So it's all right. it's like value alignment and experience. Like I know you you had your license before you bought a house, which is amazing. But like all of our agents have bought multiple houses, they've invested, they have created income from all of their properties they've you know like it's you have to you have to work with someone who has done the thing you want to do that's so true I think I remember a story where someone was like my realtor was pushing back against this um fixer-upper home I was trying to buy like I wanted to buy a fixer-upper and she kept showing me brand new houses and that's her style. She she lives in a brand new house and she has never lived in a fixer-upper and she's like, this is going to be a lot of work. I don't think you're going to want to do this. And this person was like, yes, I know I'm a first-time buyer. I know like I haven't done this before, but I want to get my feet wet. Like I want to get into investing and I want to get into this. And it it was like a struggle and it just, just didn't feel right. And, yeah. and also like if your realtor – there should be support there, right? Like when you go, so after you buy, after you go under contract, you do something called an inspection. So you go through, make sure everything's okay with the house, or at least you learn more about the house. And your realtor should be there. They should, or at, and if they're out of town, if they're sick, someone should be there with you, right? Or like they should call the inspector after. Some like they need to be a helpful hand in that process yes. because you don't know what to ask the inspector. You don't know what to do. Like, and that's okay. Um, yeah. And we have a lot of free like education on all that. Actually, we just put out our um our course homeschool. So you can like there's a video on what to ex- like expect in an inspection and what to like look out for. But we also are like your realtor should be there in case because they've seen hundreds of inspections. Yes. So they should know. Right? They should be a they should be a thought partner with the expertise of someone having done it themselves and helped hundreds of other people do it also. And so yeah. it's like they're not they're not pushing you either way and i think that is a big part of a realtor is like a lot of realtors are just trying to lower the number of hours they're spending so that their dollar per hour or pay per hour is higher and so they're pushing you into the first thing that you're seeing or the first time you're getting a house and you're are looking for houses they're like this is this is this one is great you should you should get yeah. it. And the pushiness yeah. is what gives realtors a bad reputation. We were just at our community meetup and one of Alan's clients who's going to close next week was there. And she was like, I've listened to you guys forever. I've been such big fans, but I was just nervous. I was nervous about reaching out. And so she clicked the button, schedule a <gasps> showing. And she oh, were, no. She met the person there and she was like, girl, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And so she was like, I got what it. happened. Her. Basically, I mean, they just were pushy, pushy. She said that they were a super pushy salesperson. Like, this house is great for you. You should go for it. And I just that made her feel uncomfortable, rightfully so. And so she 
signed up to talk to an agent. Um, she talked to Alan and she was like, and I will just scream his names from the rooftop because he Aww. is he's not pushy at all. He's like, you don't have to like this, this is a great I mean, it's deal. A big deal. It's like Huge. a it's it's a it's a big deal if you're like having second thoughts and someone's just pushing you without actually trying to listen and ask you questions because sometimes you are just scared. Like I was talking again at our community meetup with someone else who was like asking me a lot of questions and I was just listening and like it sounded like she, you know, it was her first purchase. She had a boyfriend that she was going through the process with, but she was the main decision maker. He was like, sure, whatever, do whatever. And so I was like, that's a lot of pressure. Like that's scary. So of course, like you you will want someone to help you make this decision too. Like I get like at the end of the day, they're you as a buyer is the are the only the only person who can do this, but it's nice to have someone who's like listening to you and helping you make that decision as well. Absolutely, it feels so good to to trust the person that you're talking to and that's going through this with you and who has the expertise or should have the expertise. And it's, I mean, it's easy for you to be like, well, my cousin's a realtor, so I'll just you know, it's a family thing, and I don't want it to be weird. But like, right. it is not worth it to not make things weird. At, to, for for you to not have the service that you deserve and the partner the thought partner go through this process with all of the expertise it's not worth it you know what's weirder is if you go through the experience with this with like a cousin or a friend of a friend or your friend's realtor and it's actually a horrible experience for you and then you have to see this person at barbecues <laughs> and like whatever and be like have yeah. resentment um I would rather make the right decision for me. I would rather talk to a few people, including that person, and then decide for myself who I'd want to work with. So. And like, and and figure out what you're getting from this experience too. And that's that's where we are. Like, how would anyone choose anyone else? Because we have so many resources, and then we have the community afterwards with the um, contractor support, with a Facebook group, with our events that you can come and ask us about taxes, about homestead, like figure out what you're getting, you know, exactly. because that's a huge deal and you can get a lot or you can get literally nothing. That's, that is a really good point. Okay. So what, what should someone do? I guess like if, if you're, let's say you're like cousin is a realtor, I guess what would you, cause it is awkward, right? Like your cousin yeah. lives in the city and your friend just worked with a different realtor and like us or something. And they were like, oh my God, they're so good. They have like you know, a community, they have free resources. Like I love the agents. Like I can talk to, you know, all of them at these community resources. I love this particular agent I'm going to work with. Like what should they? You know what I would actually do is reach out to us and like we could help with wording. Like we have, honestly, mm -hmm. Holly would be good at this. Like getting, mm -hmm. like getting a test, a template of some sort and just like, like yeah. working it through and like giving your reasons and not blowing over it. Because I do think that being upfront about stuff like this is is way better than just like ghosting them and working with someone else. Yes. But I but I think stating the reasons and that's good feedback for them too. Such good feedback. We want that feedback too. We always are yeah. trying to ask our clients or people who like did work with someone else like, you know, what what's the reason? And I we use that and make ourselves better. So yeah. that's a good point. If you are working with someone now and you're like, I don't know how to break up with them essentially <laughs> message us and we will send you a template yeah. you know maybe we could even include this on here we'll talk with holly after but yeah that's a, that's such a good point i also would say like i know that 
we've had clients who who have like their dad's a realtor in another city nearby. And I would say if they want to be involved, like we can work something out maybe like there's there's ways like if you have family involved or whatever i've done that with my sister where yeah. i'm kind of involved in but like they're working with the main realtor so uh, there's there's different ways to do it yeah especially especially family especially like like there are ways like the there are a referral fee you can say they referred me and mm-hmm. then you know there's a way for them to kind of like this is this is lingo but like get cut into the deal where they're not going to feel as salty and yes. i think that that's that's a really good way to do it and best of both worlds like if you especially if you worked with this person for a long time or for mm-hmm. you know spent a little any any time with them and but you want the support of an open house or you know whoever else um, <laughs> provides, then you can say, okay, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to have them give you a referral fee and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, if you are looking for a realtor anywhere in the city and you need help with that, we do that work for you. So there's uh, we can link that in uh, show notes of where you can put your information in of what you're looking for and we can connect you with a realtor. Yeah. The, the other logistic that could make things a little more complicated is if you signed a document basically saying that they have exclusive right to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can always terminate that. You know, you could just have to send that in writing and saying, hey, I want to terminate this agreement, which, you know, is, is fine. They can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, that's do they get a cut or like how does that? It depends on what it says in the in the agreement and how how steadfast that other person wants to hold to it. Um, but just mm. read read what you sign. <laughs> um, right, so that's know. a good point because what there's a few options that yes, are checked exactly. off, right? And and really, if you're not feeling co- uh, confident in who who it is, and like you're listening to this and you're like, wait this is for people who haven't started working with someone. And if you do start working with them and you're like, I don't know if this is the right fit, don't sign anything. Just say, I I don't want to sign this right now. Right. The the old brokerage we used to work for required that we had clients sign that. And it always felt like a little weird to me. Um, I get why they did that. But I don't, we don't require. Well, we we just do it as you have to have it for compliance. Like, but you don't have to, like some people say, okay, it's the first time we talk, we are signing this. Yes. And a lot of realtors will say that that's best practice, right? But we mm-hmm. we just like – we'd rather people feel comfortable and really trust us and not have something legal b- between us until you sign a contract to buy a house. So like it's until that's, you put a, an offer in, like then you have to have legal right to – Right, right, right. Right. That's that's fair. Um, Yeah, that's a good point because especially we work with a lot of first-timers and – also, I don't want to sign. It just gives – it's like, oh, we had a good, like, date and now you're, like, pushing something yeah. on me. Like, yes. it's weird. Like, you're, like, sign a prenup right, or right. something, you know? I like, it's weird. that we'll go on more dates. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is the first encounter. I don't know yeah. yet. I don't know. So I get that. But, yeah. Like, okay, we address, like, when people – I'm trying to think of what else we need to – go through about like realtors breaking up with them? How do you know if um, you're working with someone good? I feel like we're kind of unique. So we, <laughs> we're very unique in what we offer. So it's uh, it's hard to compare other realtors to what we offer. I think like if you live in other cities and you're like, do you have workshops? Do you have community events? Oh, do you have a podcast? No. Okay. Well, I'm not working with you, um, but we do have those <laughs> things. So if you yeah. are in Austin and uh, you do want like support through the process in the beginning of the process through the process and then also at the end like you know when you when you're a homeowner there's things that go on so it's nice to like come to a meetup every once in a while and just say hey like 
this is going on or just like write in the Facebook group and say, I just got this letter in the mail. What does it mean? So it's, it's nice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I would also say if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, you connect with me and Christina and you trust us and all of that, and you're like, well, if I don't, if I can't work with either of them, then I don't want to work with Open House. I would say <laughs> that I don't know if that's true for anyone, but if it is, like, we work so yes. closely with our agents. It's wild. Like, we're in constant contact with them. We see them every single week for mm-hmm. hours and we talk about our clients and how we can do better. And, oh, I have this house that might, might be great for these clients because I know they're looking for this. Like this is an incredibly hands-on and like technically I manage the sales team, but Christina, you're there every single time. And so if it's, if it's something like that, you know, like our agents are just so good. And we always say like, hopefully whoever worked (laughs) with us, they did a great job, but our agents, like, yeah, they're just so good. They're so much for sure. I mean, also I haven't, I haven't helped a client in over a year and a half. I, I things are constantly changing. You don't want to work with me. You want to work with our team. <laughs> oh, and they're so deep in it. It's this is their full, full, yeah. full time. Like this is they're yeah. so deep in it. So, and we're constantly giving, get having people at the office to keep us mm-hmm. up to date on what's happening in lending, what's happening in the market. We're going to you know state of the city, state of the market stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and so I would also ask that, like, what's, what kind of education are they going through? Like how, how up to date are they on what's actually happening and how many, I mean, this is a tricky question because like our agents, we, you know, they, they do a lot of business and they're also very free to do that because we do all the yeah. back end stuff. Um, but they're also like, they just submitted something like last week. So they know exactly the climate right. of what sellers are looking for right now, you know? And we're meeting every week to like discuss that. So like every single agent in our team is like hearing that experience. I think that's what makes us unique too is like we all have – we all invest in different ways. Like we house hack. You know, we have second homes. We – you know, so like everyone's getting really unique perspectives and that's why the community events are so cool. It's like you can come talk to your realtor about your specific situation. You can also talk to me or Steph about like how we bought second homes or like how we partnered – you can talk to like any of our agents. They've done those kind of yeah. things as well. So it's it's just really fun. And like other people in the <laughs> yeah. community. Oh, it's so that. funny. It's really cool. I just talked to someone who is working with Jen and she was like, I'm going, I'm between these two houses. One is a fixer upper and one is not. And she gave me all the specs. And like Jen has, she's, I'll also talk to Jen about this extensively, but she wanted a second opinion, mm-hmm. which is rightfully, you know, like that's so cool that she has this mm-hmm. whole community be like, what do you think? Like you've done this. What do you think? And so I weighed in on- right. What you know, her options, and one was bigger, and one was you know, one was going to take more work. One needed a, sh- a new shower. I was like, you know, this is my experience. Like, I've bought houses that are ready to go. I bought fixer uppers, and like, it was it just like demonstrated that having a wealth of community and and a lot of different minds coming together is so valuable. Yeah, that's that's so true. That goes back to what we were talking about last week of like when people were like, I don't have friends to do this with. Well, it's like you got to go out and seek them because not everyone like getting into real estate is not easy. It's it's tricky. And so you got to go seek that out. You got to go seek friends who are into that kind of stuff or want to talk about that kind of stuff. And, you know, we offer that for you um, because we know it is hard. So anyone can come to our community meetup. Like I remember this girl came last week. Man, our our last community meetup was so much fun. Really good. But she came and she was like, 
oh yeah, like I know I, I it's I haven't bought with you guys yet, and it's kind of weird. I was like, no, this is what we do this for. Is yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Like yeah. you listen to the podcast, you are on our Instagram, you found us, so you are in our community. Like you yeah. came to this event. So. We also have people who didn't know about us yet, and then they 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 found out about us after they bought, and then they they come. And they're not necessarily looking to buy again anytime soon, but they're like shouting us out all over the internet. And they're like, yeah, I, I know, but I, I'm, I tell everybody to reach out to you. I give everybody your information. And I'm like, that's so appreciated too. Yes. Um, and so, so yeah. And one more thing I will say about other agents, if you're working with someone else, um, ask them who they're talking to because being a realtor is so singular. It can be like mm-hmm. s- such a silo. And when, before I met Christina, I was doing this. I mean, I had a broker, quote unquote, he did, I didn't I didn't even have he didn't give me a website he didn't like yeah. nothing nothing I, so I had to build all this which you know I'm not complaining because I was able to build this but like I was about by myself I was not talking yes. to anyone no no one else's experience entered my mind like it was very that's a very good lovely. point because that's why like going back to when uh, that client was talking to you about how they worked with a Zillow agent and that Zillow agent was like pushy it's like they were probably desperate they're like I've just cold called like 15 people today and this needs to work out for me <laughs> Rather, like, and that's why we provide for our agents we like we do so much for them so they can just provide customer service and really good advice to you and guidance so yeah. like we do all the marketing for them we do follow-up for them we like host these events we do brand awareness like it's if you're a solo agent you have to do all that on your own and it of course people are going to be like buy this house yeah. please buy this house <laughs> Like, the I, win. I know seriously our agents are like buy the house don't buy the house that's okay yeah. like they're they're not salespeople. they're like truly they are your guides they're guides and therapists i would say and totally. wealth and knowledge oh my god we, we had just had someone or mandy had clients who the other side was being really shady and they didn't disclose stuff on the seller's disclosure and whatever and mandy the was seller like, the 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 seller. Yeah, she was representing the buyers and the sellers like they didn't disclose foundation repairs and all the stuff and and we discussed it obviously because we are, you know, we're putting our input in it all the time and she was like I'm just I think I'm going to encourage them to back out. Like mm-hmm. this is not safe for them. This is not I would not recommend, you know. And it's just yes. so cool. Like this was something she did a lot of work to get them under contract. She did, you know, and then all the stuff came out and she was like, "No, I'm like I'm going to protect mm-hmm. them." And I was like, Red "Flags." Yeah. Is- exactly it like this is why you their their agent is saving them tens of thousands of dollars right now right that's uh and you know i think most agents you're right would be like let's just work this deal out somehow yes. and maybe not most but like someone who might be a little desperate is like yeah. i need to close this they might you know yeah. push it and they might even not be doing it maliciously. They might be like, it's fine. Like when your brain is desperate, like when you're in a desperate phase, like you can't think clearly. So right. and yeah. I don't want to say all like real. I would say like there, it's very, it's pretty simple to get your real estate license. And it's a thing that people hear that they can just do on the side a lot. So I would say a lot of people, uh, there's like what, there were 13,000 realtors in Austin last time I checked. Oh yeah. I bet there's 15,000 plus now. Right. probably way more and yeah that, and like they're not what's the average sale an average agent makes like what like oh like 70 to eighty thousand dollars a year which means they're doing no no less less is that right i think that actually let's look that up yeah we should. I'm pretty sure maybe this was a long time ago but the average agent makes like 20k yeah because they're they're just like 
I mean, that's probably it's probably a little bit more now, but like they probably do like one deal a year. That I I would say like, but I don't know. Maybe we should look that up before I just yeah. throw out things right here. Yeah, but, but it is um, true. Like there, there's just so there's, most most agents are doing very few deals, while ours are constantly working and like you know closing three to four deals a month because we have such a amazing community and so that experience is incredibly valuable Mm, let's see okay so it is it's it's that's true okay if they make if an average agent makes 70k a year how many deals is that that would be like yeah one a month maybe 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 yeah that's especially in austin that's probably like yeah, that's probably less. that's less than one a month. Yeah, because yeah. if you're making one a month, that's you're probably going to make a hundred to hundred hundred, right, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, depending yeah. on your split that's with your good. broker and all that. Yeah. Um, so I would just I would ask about their experience weekly. Like, what are they doing in the market? Like, how are they really staying up to date and serving you and and using other people's experience to to complement their own, right? Right. One person's experience is fine, but five to seven people's experience in like in-depth expertise is way better. Right. That's that's a good point. I'm going to add this and then I'm gonna, if you have anything else to add stuff, please do. But I would say if you are interested in getting to know us to see if we would be a good fit for you um, as your agents to buy a house, sell a house, then come to our next event. Uh, we do these every we, – we have a community event every single month we literally make sure no one feels like uncomfortable. Like if we see someone just like walk up and are there alone, we're like, someone will come up to you and talk to you. So yeah, just come and talk to us. There's no pressure. No pressure. And then we also have our women investor meetups, which are really fun too. Obviously women identifying only, but I would say if you're interested in real estate investing at all, and even if Mm -hmm. you just want one house, that's a really powerful event to come to as well. Um, we're not having one in March, but we'll have one in April and then we have workshops. So if you're like, okay, I I need to get the information and know how to do this and what my next steps are, our workshops are monthly also. Oh, that's a really good way to like really see how, like if you want to work with one of our agents, because two of them, two, we have four agents right now. Um, and two of them teach it every month. So you know, you could be like, oh, I really want to know if I want to work with Mandy. So I'm going to come to that workshop she's hosting, yeah. really like see how she works and, yeah. and stuff. And you can you connect and then, I mean, everybody has different styles. And so you can kind of figure out whose style fits with you through these mm-hmm. workshops, through these any of these events really, um, mm-hmm. and connect with, because trust is a big part of this. So yeah, I agree. Yay. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully we'll see you all at our next event and Yay! Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay, bye, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye. bye.